0: Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Marts. Brady Marts knows that you got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Marts is the right accounting firm for you. They got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services, so... Contact Brady Marks to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit.
1: Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we We speak with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And sometimes we ask the experts who are running nonprofits to give the advice to our small and medium-sized nonprofits. And that's what we have today. Robin Nelson, she's the executive director of the Boys and Girls Clubs of the Red River Valley. Robin, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast.
1: Thanks, Kirby. Pleasure to be here.
0: I'm super excited to have you on. Uh mostly because um If you ask somebody, what does the uh, Boys and Girls Club do, um, you'll get an array of answers uh, because my guess is the list of things you don't do uh, is shorter than the list of things that you do. Uh, And so I'm very excited for this uh, today. But if somebody's scrolling through Spotify or or iTunes or YouTube and they see this, they said, I want to know more about Robin, but maybe they don't know who you are exactly, or they don't know anything about the Boys and Girls Club. Why don't you give us kind of a 5,000 foot view, who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today.
1: Sure. Uh, boys and Girls Clubs is a national organization. Uh, our national is over 160 years old. Uh, our local is just um, celebrating our 50th anniversary this year. So we'll have we'll have some festivities. I'm sure you'll learn about Patrick. Uh, but we started out as the Fargo Youth Commission back in 72 and have since evolved into the Boys and Girls Clubs as a charter member. We have a couple different programs that we focus on. And, and of course, it's clearly all about boys and girls. Uh, we have a teen club, which is middle school and up. Uh, they get to participate with their peers in evidence-based learning, they work on academic success, good character, and healthy life skills. That is essentially free. The families pay $10 a year. So that is funded like most nonprofits through donations and, and different grants and what have you. Um, they do some really fun things, great things in the community. And then our, our largest program arm is our licensed child care program. We serve children in uh, before and after school and summer programming and grades K through five. We are in 10 elementary schools in Fargo, and we have three buildings that we own. Um, that is uh, somewhat like a, a fee-based childcare, but we have flexible scheduling. Parents only pay what they schedule. And since we're a nonprofit, we have the ability to not charge them as much as a traditional daycare would charge. So um, again, all of that is evidence-based programming uh, tied back to North Dakota academic state standards. So really proud of our team and what they do and everything that they do is very purposeful helping kids succeed.
0: I love that. And um, over the past 50 years uh, here in the Red River Valley, I am sure you have had success stories galore. And what better way to kick off uh, the podcast is, is there one story or one or two um, that as somebody who runs a nonprofit and all the stresses and the 10,000 hats that you wear running from place to place and, and sort of speaking, it could be overwhelming to a small nonprofit, it's probably overwhelming to a large nonprofit leader. But is there one or two stories that you remind yourself of, this is why we do what we do. And it kicks you back into the, I'm going to grind the way that I used to grind because this is why we exist. Is there one of those stories you want to share?
1: Absolutely. You know, there there was a, a family that came to our Boys and Girls Club since they, they, all of them were in kindergarten. There were four, four of them. And um, one was raised up through our programming by walking across the street. Their older sibling had to basically babysit the younger kids Um, But they got to come here and be kids. So they all got to uh, spend time with their peers. They weren't stuck at home, you know, being babysat by older sisters. So one of the young men um, started in kindergarten and started ninth grade. Then he aged up with us. And unfortunately, he, he did something not so wise on social media and was suspended from school. So I contacted the principal. Um, they school districts are still required to provide education, and I asked if he could receive his education here at the Boys and Girls Club. Mm-hmm. So I went and I picked up his homework every every day um, through that from the high school. We got him a tutor, um, helped tutor him through his schooling, um, and at, when his suspension was up, you know, we wouldn't allow him in our programming either. But he was here during the day when the other kids weren't. So um, when his suspension was up, he. Uh, went back to school and he continued to come to the boys and girls club at the teen club. And then it started to kind of taper off and he came back and I, you know, I I said, Andy, you know, I'm really proud of everything that you've done. We'll get through this together. Uh, I believe in you. And he said, I know Robin. And so he started to become, uh, join fewer and fewer times. And I'd say, Hey, it's great to see you, Andy. I'm here picking up my my siblings, Robin. Uh, I'm really sorry I'm not here. I said it's okay if you're busy doing good things. I'm proud of you. I am so proud of you. And um, he then competed for a national program. Each state does a North uh, Youth of the Year through the Boys and Girls Club of America, and he won the title of North Dakota's Youth of the Year. And he won a five thousand dollars scholarship. Um, he did go on to play basketball and another school club and DECA. I, I ran into him and he was just finally getting it all together. It was wonderful. Um, he came to to receive his scholarship check. We took our picture and he was going to school. He finished his first semester at NDSU in engineering. And I said, hey Andy and he said I know Robin, you're proud of me. And I went, oh okay, yes, I'm really proud of you. But He, When he gave his North Dakota Youth of the Year speech, he talked about the Boys and Girls Club helped him survive, and he would not be where he was if he would have had to go through some other systems. So that's really why we're here. We're here to help kids, no matter what their situation is, but to help them succeed in life and and give them a positive place to be, and probably more than anything, give them a sense of belonging. He belonged here, and he knew it, and he felt safe, and he trusted us, and his parents trusted us to help him. So that's one of my favorite stories. I'm so happy for him.
0: I just keep thinking about for the amount of time that you've been around and the amount of kids that have come through boys and girls, but how many other stories that you might not even know about Mm -hmm. that have that similar path from could have been bad, probably struggled a lot. Now it's pretty much great. And that the organization had that influence of positivity, which is just Phenomenal. And it all can't be sunshine and rainbows and puppy dogs and ice creams because the challenges recently are are incredible, regardless of whatever size you are as a nonprofit. Is there something recent that you have had as a real significant challenge uh, at your organization? And how did you overcome that? Or how are you overcoming it?
1: Being a nonprofit is always overcoming things, right, Patrick?
0: That's all it is.
1: <laughs> you know, but it's all worth it. And it doesn't mean it's it's not bumpy along the way. You know, last year in 2021, we, like, like everybody else, experienced some staff shortages. Um, and a little perspective, since we're licensed childcare, care, um, for every staff that we're short, 14 kids can't be served. So when we were short 20 staff, I'll use some round numbers, that meant that, what? 280 kids. Do I have my calculator here? 20. It. it works. Um,
0: do good better it's do good, better podcast
1: math. <laughs> anyway, but that's many, that many kids couldn't be served. And if they couldn't be served, that affects their, their families and their employers too. So just being short one staff really has a ripple effect throughout our community. Mm. So um, my board, I answered to a board of directors. I did uh, make a pitch to them, if you will. And we got the approval to uh, raise our hourly wages by $2 an hour of base pay. Um, And not only did it help attract new employees, but it also helped us retain our current employees and they picked up more shifts consequently. Now, again, the beautiful part about being a nonprofit, um, we can go out and fundraise the difference. So we did not have to raise any fees for our parents. And so that that was beautiful, and that that's what I, families, our community values its youth, and values education, and if they can help each other out, they always they always step up. So I'm so pleased to be part of this community.
0: That's so fantastic. I see your name everywhere. Like I see you on lists of things, and you're part of committees and and and, and boards and everything. How important is it, as a leader of a nonprofit? to not be only behind your desk, but be out and about within the community? Because I think there's a lot of people who go, I got too much stuff on my plate. I can't do things. I got to just get them done here. What importance do you put on community facing uh, events or committees or things to do that are not in the office?
1: Thank you for asking that. Because when I started, um, we were very internally focused and yep. and I really pushed our staff to get out in the community. Um, not only do we give, because I'm sorry, our staff are superstars, but we learn when we're out in the community as well, uh, just from being exposed to new things. Um, so we have an abundance mentality that took a while to shift from that to a scarcity mentality. But I will, I'm uh, my past life is in the for-profit world. Um, inward-focused companies don't succeed. They just, they just don't. You don't have customers if you're not forward-facing. Um, my goal, and my, my, another one of my goals is to advocate for children at the local, state, and federal level. If I'm not out in the community connecting with those people that can help me bring those services to my kids, then I'm not doing my job. When I started, a lot of my staff were like, why is she not working at her desk? I said, my job is not to be at my desk. I will be here when I need to be, and most likely I'll be at home tonight on my computer getting my day stuff done, but I need to be in the community. And need to be visiting with other nonprofits and sharing my experience with, because when they do better, everybody does better.
0: I love it. It's the rising tide that helps all ships. Which leads me to my final question for you, which is: as a nonprofit leader, um, and if somebody's listening to this podcast, they're like, okay, this sounds like me. I saw this sounds like me as a leader. I want to be forward facing. I've gotten myself out of the community, but looking for another tip or trick that you've learned along the way when it comes to fundraising or nonprofit leadership. What would be your best piece of advice that you would give another leader who is in maybe a similar situation to you, or just getting ramped up and ready to go as a leader within the nonprofit community?
1: Professional development. Invest in your people. Uh, Not only do are you giving them personal value. They, you are sharing showing them that you value them. Who doesn't like to feel valued? But you're helping them grow. When I started, I used to tell my staff, put this on your resume, put this on your resume. And they're like, what are you telling me, Rob? And I said, no. Our job is to develop people, not just kids, but you too. And you're going to be better because of you, because you worked here. As is every other person that ever worked here that applies for a job anywhere else, they're going to say, wow, you work for the Boys and Girls Club, you're hired. So, um, investing, putting some money aside in a budget, if you can afford it, do it. But there's a lot of free stuff out there too. You know, get out to the chamber events, helping them understand that they're part of something bigger than what's behind these walls adds value, tremendously increases retention. And I speak at nat- nat- our National Convention for Boys and Girls Clubs of America. Oftentimes, we are, can boast. And I, I'm proud of it. We are fully staffed, and we are fully staffed right now, Patrick. And I'm really proud of that. But this is a great place to work, and if we can keep our focus on the bigger picture, um, if we can always bring uh, our staff back to that, it really helps them understand how important they are. A strong strategic plan. We just reworked ours as well, and it's good for me to get to get refocused as well. So I also need to professionally develop myself. But part of that development is getting out in the community. And yes, that can be part of your professional development plan.
0: It sure can. Hey, and if people are looking to get out of uh, their own uh, computer, and they want to go log on to somewhere where they can give you money, they can volunteer, they can donate, they can figure out more of the awesome things that you are doing. How
1: on earth do people find you and your organization? We happen to have a website, Patrick. Mm. <laughs> it is bgcrrv like boy girl club red river valley dot org, and you can find anything out about our organization, our programs. You can contact me personally. I love to visit with other professionals. Um, I don't. I didn't. I didn't make any of this stuff up. Um, I learned it from other people, and it's my obligation to also share what i've learned and hopefully i can learn something from you too
0: i love it and uh, please do reach out uh to robin and her whole squad and go check out what she's doing it is it's is remarkable to follow uh what you're doing with the what the whole organization is doing it's it's wonderful what you're providing in the community it's a blast to chat with you today uh so everyone after they're done uh with this particular podcast and you're done reviewing it and you're done liking it, and you're done sharing all of these things, get over to the website, which are in the notes below. Go donate as much as you possibly can and get to know the voice <laughs> of the Red River Valley. Uh, thank you, Robin, not only for what you do, uh, but for being a guest here on the official Do Good Better podcast. It's an honor. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you are go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, A Practical Guide to Staying Sane While Doing Good for Free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, Use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase and... I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome, I want you to do awesomer, and I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.